Hey everyone, welcome back to Safe Haven. I am your host, Darlene Anjou. Those of you that are usuals, I thank you for always tuning in and listening into Safe Haven. I know it's been a minute since we last post, but there's been a lot of things happening in my world. So I wanted to take some time and just think and get my mind cleared. I've had deaths in my family, one of the closest person in my life or closest person to me, someone I really value past last month. And I just kind of like needed the break to just breathe. But nonetheless, we're back. We're better than ever, I hope. And um, I want to talk about um, trusting God with your dating life or just trusting God for um, a partner or your mate or your ride or die, whatever you want to call it. So <laughs> that's what I'm going to be covering today. And it goes a little something like one thing I said I was never going to cover was basically this topic but for the funniest reason it's one of those things that's been like heavy on my mind and it's been one of those topics God's been um, placing on my heart to cover not just for me but I feel like a lot of people can benefit from it so here we are talking about dating um, preparing for marriage or preparing for a partner all of that good stuff so we're going to start off with a little bit about my my dating experiences or my dating life or where I am in life with dating, relationship, romantic type of relationship and all that stuff. So you guys, I am Darlene Ajud. I am single, has the number one, but I am not lonely. I want to make sure people get that. I am single, but not lonely. And I made sure to say that I'm not lonely because a lot of people associate um, being single with lonely or being single with um, sad or um, a lot of other negative things. Like for me, being single, I feel like it's one of the best thing a person can ever go through. Like your single season is probably one of the best season in life. Um, it's when you discover yourself, you discover who you really are. Um, you discover your purpose, you discover your worth, you discover a lot of things about yourself. And um, for me, um, being single wasn't something that I intended, but it was something God made it um, mandatory for me. Um, I've been single, well, uh, it's, we're in the month of October. So I've been single for about what, I, I would say three years. To me, it's three years, but to a lot of people, they would say you've only been single for two years. But um, um, yeah, being single for three years. Um, let me start off with saying that it wasn't easy accepting um, the fact that, okay, I'm single. You know, I'm in my 20s. Um, by now, I should be close to marriage or I should be in the process of um preparing for marriage and um, having a lifetime partner. And um, it's really one thing for you to feel like, okay, I'm ready for this, 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 and that. I'm ready to start my life. And then God's like, pause, like, no, you're not. There's some stuff I need to reveal to you. And when that happened, I was just kind of like, okay, cool. So we're going to do this for a month. 
And then a month, it just kept going and it just kept going. And I was just like, okay, God, my DMs are not dry. My phone's not dry. Um, My messenger on Facebook is not dry. But I'm going to trust you throughout this whole process. And that's exactly what I did. I trust God. And there was a lot of things God was revealing to me about myself. There was a lot of um, unforgiveness. There was a lot of hurt. There was a lot of um, insecurities. A lot of things God was revealing to me. I was just like, okay, God, okay, so we're going to work on this. So, like, to me, I felt like I had to tell God, okay, when certain things was over, when I had dealt with certain things or when I was done dealing with things. And it's one of the most dangerous things when God is revealing things to you about yourself. And then you're telling him, like, oh, I'm done with this. I've dealt with this or I'm dealing with this now. And then two weeks later or two days later, you're like, okay, that's done. And there's still residue that's there. And God is telling you, no, you're not. So, like, for me, um, my process of singleness, I think one of the, well, throughout this time now, one of the things I've learned is just that trusting God with everything that um, you're going through or everything within you or just that period of preparing for somebody is one of the best things you could have ever done. Um, I learned that last year because that's when I really, like, surrender to God, um, to take control of my um my dating life or just my whole concept of finding a partner or a partner finding me and um it was the best decision i made because there was a lot of things i was looking for not that i'm saying like okay i have a list i created a bit a while ago and in that list, there's nothing that refers to like the physical being of the person. It's more so of um, the person's um, spiritual life and also how the person is with other people. And even if you have a list, there's nothing wrong with knowing what you want. With me, it was just more so I was focusing on everything else. Everything that had to do with like, okay, I, I wanted, I want a man that's patient, a man that's gentle, a man that's bold. That I had things on my list that were perfectly fine, that are perfectly fine. But what I was doing was creating a list that I didn't um, ask God about. Like, it's fine to have a list. It's fine to um, have a type. But um, what you want to do, well, for me, at least that's one thing I know, um, is that I want God to tell me what I want. And when I created the list, I didn't think about that or I wasn't aware of that, um, of the fact that God could tell you exactly what you want, even if you feel like you know what you want. Like, because we could say we know what we want and that's not exactly what we want or what we need. But um, there was nothing wrong with my list. But the whole um, concept of God telling me to pause or um, God asking me to surrender that to him was just because um, I had the list doesn't mean I was going out with the right person or the person that had those criteria. Not that I'm saying like the previous guy I dated was um, anything was wrong with him. There was nothing wrong with him. He's a great guy. And um, I thank God for whoever's going to end up with him. But with me, it was just a whole different concept. Like I, um, I was not aiming at the right target. And it's like, you have this amazing list that has nothing to do with, um, with the flesh, but 
when it's like aiming at the target, it's like you're aiming wrong. And that's what God wanted me to do. God wanted me to just surrender that to him. God wanted me to just trust him and believe that he was going to take control of it and he was going to have the right person for me. And when I did um, start trusting God with him, there was a lot of things God was revealing to me about myself that needed work. Not that, you know, everybody's working on themselves, but me, there was a lot of hurt that um, I was holding on to and a lot of things that um, I heard about me that I was holding on to. I basically held myself um, captive. I held myself as a prisoner according to what everybody else was saying. So, um, yeah, um, when it comes to, like, dating, um, that's the one thing I could say. Like, I'm, my only advice is to just surrender that to God because we could sit here and be like, um, we could sit here and just say that we trust God and we believe God's going to bring the right person to us. Until you trust God, until, like, you really surrender all of that to God, He, the right person might be right in front of you and you never know that. And that's um, one thing I wanted to put out there. There is always one right person for people. A lot of people don't believe in that in that um, mindset. But um, I want to give an example real quick. In the first book of the Bible, Genesis, um, God created Adam for Eve and God created Eve for Adam. Not that God couldn't create anybody else. Later on, there was other human being around, but God created Adam for Eve and Eve for Adam. So with that being said, that con the concept of people saying, oh, there's never, there's always other people around. Like, no, there's one person for you that is in the absolute will of God. There, anybody else is probably like in God. Um, blah, blah, blah. I, I can never say the word, but in Creole, it's, it's like, um, it's saying that the person is in God. It's like God giving you approval. Not that's it's something that's in his in his in his will, but it's just like getting approval from God. But like when it comes to like dating, you never want to end up with somebody that's just like, okay, God saying, okay, I see that you want this in that person because I don't want to lose you. I don't want you to walk away from me. You never want to be that one person. God is just like giving you permission. You always want to be in um, relationship or in marriage with the person that is in God's absolute will, that is in God's exact will, not getting permission, not getting approval. You want to make sure that that's the right person because when you um, end up in a relationship with that person God has created in his will for you, what happens is that um, you guys um, are equipped to... Um, to battle anything you guys are equipped to battle um spiritually you guys are equipped to argue properly you guys are equipped to um, meet each other's needs you know how to you you are um you are equipped to complement the um the other person's weakness um i don't know if this is making sense but i feel like it is but i'm gonna continue anyways um one of the book um that I recently took time to study was the book of Ruth where it talks about Boaz and that's something you know a lot of everybody be out here like oh god where's my Boaz god where's my Boaz or in a lot of guys turn um terms they'll be like god god where's my Ruth or god where's my Esther this and that like in order for you to get that person there's certain works that has to be done and one thing i realized in the book of Ruth was that Ruth noticed Boaz but Ruth did not um did not quickly approach Boaz Ruth like worked 
Ruth did what she did on a daily basis. She followed the instruction of her um of her um mother-in-law. She took care of her mother-in-law and she was respected. And the same thing with Boaz. Boaz was a respected man. Boaz received blessing anywhere he went. If you read the book of Boaz, it's a really um well, the book of Ruth. It's a really short book, but in it there's a lot of great things and God was opening my eyes up about Boaz, like how he came to notice notice Ruth. Like and when they actually did talk, Boaz, um Boaz favored Ruth. Just like in the book of Esther, the king favored Esther. Not because Esther not because Esther was just like out here just like causing a scene or making herself known, but there was something about Esther that attracted the king to her. And the same way there was something about Ruth that attracted Boaz to her. So what I'm saying is just like in the book of Esther, Esther went through a certain period of time of preparing herself, of preparing, um, they were preparing them to present them to the king. They went, I think it was like, they went certain amount of months being pampered, being cleansed. Uh, they were bathed in perfume. There were a lot of detox that was, that was done in the book of Esther to Esther. And I'm saying all of this just to remind you, like Esther wasn't presented to the king until she was prepared to be presented. And it's the same way, like God is not going to present you to somebody until you're whole because God can't put something that's half with something that's whole until you allow God to work on you. Like when you're going through your moments of singleness, enjoy it. That's the one thing I have learned. I have learned to enjoy my moments. I have learned to allow God to prep me, prepare me. I have learned to allow God to reveal things about me to me. There's moments where God is like, hey, you're insecure in this um, in this area. And as much as I want to be like, no, I'm not. And I want to go back and forth with God. I allow um, the Holy Spirit to talk to me. I allow the Holy Spirit to reveal my heart to me because just like the Bible, um, the Bible, uh, the Bible says it's there's um, there's a verse in the New Testament that says sometimes we don't know what we what to pray for, but the Holy Spirit intercede for us. So like for me, whenever God revealed things about um, about me to me, I get upset. Like I get on my feelings. I, I be I be ready to snap at God, but I accept the correction. It's just like when you get an answer wrong on a test, the professor gives you a bad grade, and then. Sometimes they let you re-answer the question or they let you figure it out to get half of a point. And that's what um, I feel like God was doing for God has been doing for me in my moment of singleness. It's not that I'm saying, oh, everybody that's single needs to be single because there's work that has to be done. Some of you guys are single just to be single. Some of you guys are single because God is probably working on the other person. But while I'm, what I'm saying is in your moment of singleness, learn to um, learn about yourself, learn who you are, learn what hurts you. A lot of times, like you're single, you don't know what hurts you. You don't know what you like. You don't know nothing about yourself because there's a lot of people that are used to going from one relationship to another or from talking one to one guy to another. Some people got like five different guys they're talking to like. 
that's not cool. That's not good. That's not good for you. And a lot of time what that does is um, it presents soul ties. And that's another topic for another day. But I just kind of like want to touch on it. Like soul ties is not just when you have sex with somebody. Soul tie can be formed in any way possible. Like you could have a soul tie with um, a coworker. You could have a soul tie with a friend. You could have a soul tie with um, anybody. Like emotional soul ties are really hard to break. Um I don't know how to tell y'all, but I will get on the topic of soul ties. But that topic, I'm going to have probably my spiritual mom cover it with me because it's something I really want to go in depth of. But no, like those um, being single is good for you because it allows you to detox yourself. You get detoxed. You go through a process. And I mentioned the book of Esther because before Esther was presented to the king, she went through a process of being clean. She went through a process of um, just like a lot of things that were normal for like the normal girls. Because you're about to be presented to royalty, you can't come anyway. In the same way, God can't present you to your husband or to your wife or to a uh, um, a boyfriend or a fiance, whatever you want to call it. I can't present you to someone until all of that residue is taken out. And as much as you want to fight and tussle and all that stuff, that needs to come out of you. That, um, that, um, toxic, um, trait that you have, it needs to come out or that hurt that you've been struggling with the father, the hurt that you've gotten from your father, or let's say that something happened to you from a young age that has caused you to resent men that needs to come out because that's not normal. I'm saying all of this because this is like something that I've had to come in um, in contact with. That's something that God had to reveal to me about myself. Like I can't present you to someone until you're ready to be presented to me because first you're married to God. You're married to God. You're married to um, Christ and um, Christ won't accept you anyhow. Like he will accept you. Love is a beautiful thing. Love is a beautiful thing, but falling in love with the wrong person, <laughs> that's where it's dangerous. Um, in the book of Solomon, I think it's in the book of Songs or in the book of Proverbs, Solomon said, do not awaken love until it's time. And um, that's something that's real. Like falling in, um, once you awaken love, anybody, like anybody because it'd be like I, I love this and that person well I love this and that person because they make me feel some type of way I feel this way in that person and I think it's love we easily throw the word I love you around and that's a conversation I um I believe I had with my best friend Stefan recently um I was talking to him and I was like um you know when somebody say I love you they're saying a lot of things I think that's how the conversation went about um and he's like, yeah, I know. I was like, okay, to say I love you to me, at least to me, if I say I love you, just know that I am saying I'm willing to be patient. I am willing to be kind. I am keeping no record of wrong. I am um, just like the um, first Corinthians 13 says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It, it does not boast. It keeps no record of wrong. This is all the things I'm saying to you. I'm saying like, I am not going to keep records of how much you've hurt me. I'm not going to boast about me. I'm not going to make it that I'm, I'm not going to basically, basically everything that, that those verses says, I am going to honor those with, um, which is hard. Like, just like in, um, 
in Galatian, I believe it's, I believe it's in that chapter where it talks about the fruit of the spirit. You can't love somebody until you're, you fully understand what the fruit of the spirits are, which is patient, kindness, gentleness. Um, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of those, but what I'm saying is just that, like, if I'm saying I love you, those are all the traits I'm saying I'm willing to honor. I, I'm going to do a part two on this topic, but I want to be very short with this. So yeah, I am going to do the biblical references and then next week we're going to come back to this topic. Okay, you guys back with the biblical references so well like i mentioned um first corinthians 13 verse 4 through 8 it says love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not pride proud it is not dishonored um it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily anger it um it keeps no records of wrong love does not delight in evil but rejoice with the truth it always protects, always trusts, always hope, always preserve. Love never fail, which goes to show love never fail. Like love is a beautiful thing. <laughs> I love saying that love is a beautiful thing. But when you abuse it, it becomes very ugly. But, you know, that's just my two cents. But yeah, um, Proverbs 10 verse 12, it says, Hatred stir up com um conflict, but love covers all wrong. Hatred stir up conflict, but love covers all wrong. That is Proverbs ten, verse twelve. So like it says, hatred like hate is the opposite of love. Obviously, we're gonna talk about that next week. Um, another verse I want to give you guys is going to be. Let's find it first, cause. I don't want to give too much references. I want to have some backup for next week. But <laughs> bear with me, you guys. Bear with me. Bear with me. Oh, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I know that's a verse everybody knew. I just kind of like wanted to throw that in there because I miss teaching my kids. Um... Um, last verse, last verse, last verse is going to be, it's going to be, um, it's going to be, it is going to be, oh, this one, I like this, I like this, this I love this verse, actually. 1 John 4, verse 9 through 10, this is how God show his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. But yeah, you guys, <laughs> I know um, I know it's been a minute since I got on here. But I I promise you guys, I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be consistent. I owe you guys a lot of episodes, and I'm going to make up for it. But no, you guys, thank you for listening to Safe Haven. I am your host, Darlene Anjoud. Share this with someone that you feel would need it. Share this with a friend. Share this with a stranger, your baby daddy, your baby mama, your ex-boyfriend, your girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend, somebody that you feel might need to hear this. 
But nonetheless, you guys, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend or a great week. Whenever you listen to this, I hope it was pleasant to your ears. And yeah, just give out positive vibes and, you know, I don't know, just show love. Like, you know, show love, represent Christ properly. But that's all I was going to say. You guys have a great day, great afternoon, great rest of your morning, whatever it is, whatever time it is, just Be great. Be yourself and be great.